Elisha 10, Wearing Another's Mantle and Completing Another's Assignment David W. Palmer 2 Kings 8 13 NLT, Haziel responded, How could a nobody like me ever accomplish such great things? Elisha answered, The Lord has shown me that you are going to be the king of Aram. After the seven-year famine, God led Elisha to go to Damascus, in the country of Syria, Aram. Here, Elisha was to fulfill the command that God had given to Elijah when he upgraded his call on Mount Sinai. 1 Kings 19:15 NLT, Then the Lord told him, Elijah, go back the same way you came, and travel to the wilderness of Damascus. When you arrive there, anoint Hazel to be king of Aram. Under the spirit and power God had placed on Elijah's ministry, this instruction was absolutely determined and irreversible. However, to complicate its time of fulfillment, Ahab repented before God, as a result, God extended his reign for some time. 1 Kings 21-29 NLT Do you see how Ahab has humbled himself before me? Because he has done this, I will not do what I promised during his lifetime. It will happen to his sons, I will destroy his dynasty. So, all the words God spoke to Ahab through Elijah, including the death of Jezebel and Ahab's sons and the whole dynasty, see, 1 Kings 29 could not be fulfilled until Ahab had lived out his life. This meant a delay of many years in God's plans. So when it came time for Hazel to be anointed as king in Aram, Elijah had already left the planet, Elisha was now wearing his prophetic mantle. Thus, for God's instruction for Elijah's anointed ministry to anoint Hazel to be fulfilled, it needed to be done by the current wearer of Elijah's mantle, Elisha. When God prompted him, Elisha did it. 2 Kings 8 7-15 NLT 7. Elisha went to Damascus, the capital of Aram, where King Ben-Hadad lay sick. When someone told the king that the man of God had come. 8. The king said to Hazel, Take a gift to the man of God. Then tell him to ask the Lord, Will I recover from this illness? 9. So Hazel loaded down forty camels with the finest products of Damascus as a gift for Elisha. He went to him and said, Your servant Ben-Hadad, the king of Aram, has sent me to ask, Will I recover from this illness? 10. And Elisha replied, Go and tell him, You will surely recover. But actually the Lord has shown me that he will surely die. 11. Elisha stared at Hazel with a fixed gaze until Hazel became uneasy. Then the man of God started weeping. 12. What's the matter, my Lord? Hazel asked him. Elisha replied, I know the terrible things you will do to the people of Israel. You will burn their fortified cities, kill their young men with the sword, dash their little children to the ground, and rip open their pregnant women. 13. Hazel responded, How could a nobody like me ever accomplish such great things? Elisha answered, The Lord has shown me that you are going to be the king of Aram. 14. When Hazel left Elisha and went back, the king asked him, What did Elisha tell you? And Hazel replied, He told me that you will surely recover. 15. But the next day Hazel took a blanket, soaked it in water, and held it over the king's face until he died. Then Hazel became the next king of Aram. This is not a nice and lovely story, but it is what happened. God and Elisha didn't say Hazel would be a nice man. In fact, he would do bad things, kill babies, even in their mother's womb. But, God said he would use this heathen Hazel to carry out some of the judgment he had pronounced against his covenant people and especially their leaders for breaking the covenant, see, 2 Kings 8 12, also. 1 Kings 19 17 NLT, 
Anyone who escapes from Hazel will be killed by Jehu, and those who escape Jehu will be killed by Elisha. The judgment on ungodly leaders of God's people may seem harsh, including killing an infanticide through Hazel, but this was necessary at the time, God said it, so it was not only the perfectly just thing to do, but it was the perfectly loving thing to do as well. Even in the New Testament, God does judge His people. 1 Peter 4:17 and KJV For the time has come for judgment to begin at the house of God, and if it begins with us first, what will be the end of those who do not obey the gospel of God? God especially judges those who are supposed to lead His covenant people into His will, if they fail and lead them away from it, judgment can be swift and harsh. Acts 12 21-23 NLT Herod put on his royal robes, sat on his throne, and made a speech to them. 22 The people gave him a great ovation, shouting, It's the voice of a God, not of a man. 23 Instantly, an angel of the Lord struck Herod with a sickness, because he accepted the people's worship instead of giving the glory to God. So he was consumed with worms and died. But for today, we see an important point for us to learn from this aspect of Elisha's life and ministry. He was willing, not only to wait God's time to wear his master's mantle, but to fulfill the instructions and commission God had given to his master but was unable to fulfill in his lifetime. He wants us both to wear the mantle that has been sent to us by Jesus and to fulfill the unique aspect of it that he has for us, but he also wants us to continue to fulfill the instructions he gave to his first apostles. Matthew 28:18-20 NLT Jesus came and told his disciples, I have been given all authority in heaven and on earth. 19 Therefore, go and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. 20 Teach these new disciples to obey all the commands I have given you. And be sure of this, I am with you always, even to the end of the age. See also, Mark 16 15, Luke 24 47, John 20 21 23, Acts 1 8, etc. As well as continuing in the same anointing as the original apostles, and operating under the direction of the commission Jesus gave them, we also need to fulfill God's instructions to our mentors in some cases. For example, we served as associate pastors with a senior leader who had a mandate from God to introduce contemporary language and styles into church life. The vision was to make worship and the gospel more accessible to current generations without changing the message at all. We served with him in a period of overlap. Later, when he went to Thailand as a missionary, we continued with this aspect of his vision. Today, what is your part in fulfilling Jesus's commission to preach the gospel and make disciples? What is your unique gift mix and call within this? And, what part of your leader's assignment has God called you to complete? All of this is relevant, important, and part of God's plan for your life. Remember that while in the process of fulfilling God's vision, and while generously sowing your life and resources into it, He wants to bless you, provide for you, and reward you now and eternally. Mark 10 28-30 NKJV Then Peter began to say to him, See, we have left all and followed you. 29 So Jesus answered and said, Assuredly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or father or mother or wife or children or lands, for my sake and the Gospels. 30 Who shall not receive a hundredfold now in this time, houses and brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands, with persecutions, and in the age to come, eternal life.